welcome to this episode of the This is Believeland Real Browns Fans Podcast. I am your host, as always, James Mastrucci, and of course, my co-host Jordan Cohen is with me. Jordan, how are you doing this evening? You know, given that the... Um... Given that the Browns lost as bad as they did, I could be a lot worse because the Cavs didn't extend Colin Sexton, as you said, pre-call. And because, you know, I've accepted the Browns will be three and four and then we have a half by week. That's a good way to put it. Uh, and before we get into to any more of, uh, I guess, that little preview for Thursday and a recap of Sunday, real quick... Remember to like, comment, share, tell your friends and family. If you don't, it's stealing. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, SoundCloud, thisisbelieveone.com, and realbrownsfans.com. Okay, now it's time. We need to talk about that complete disaster of a game that the Cleveland Browns played on Sunday. Um, we both saw this coming. Um, we knew it wasn't going to be good. And besides just the loss, it's hope for this team, I think, is at an all-time low. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I think because I expected this, and, like, I expected this to such a degree, I'm not, like, any different than I was pregame. I think we're going to lose against Denver because there's just too many injuries, and I think that there needs to be questions asked about Baker's capability to handle an NFL offense. But I think overall, like parts of the team that I was worried about going into the game, I'm still worried about other parts of the team that I'm not, wasn't worried about going into the game. I'm not really that worried about like, for example, I know it's easy to not talk about because Baker was so bad, but like the offensive line actually looked pretty good. Like all things considered, considered how bad he played. It, yeah, um, there, there were there were a couple missed blocks at times. There were uh, a couple just overload blitzes that the Cardinals sent, but you really can't do anything in that as far well, as that's concerned. Well, the Cardinals concerned. were playing a 6-2. Like, you sent me that tweet earlier. They were playing a 6-2. They were playing with six defensive linemen that's, most that's of the game. absolute insanity. You know, what, know who actually, actually ran that exact same defensive front? The, the Patriots, Patriots in Patriots, the Super Bowl. They beat the Rams. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, that's... It's not a surprise that it worked. <laughs> Let's be honest here. Because, no. uh, you know, the Patriots shut down the Rams and they said, beat us with Jared Goff. And they couldn't. The Cardinals came out with that de- with that defense and they're like, beat us with Baker Mayfield. And they couldn't. Right. I, 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 and I mean, listen, the Rams then for the next two years had to deal with Jared Goff running this super simple one read offense. Mm-hmm. right and it capped them out it maxed them out like even last year where that is the best NFL defense I've seen in a very long time that they had last year and they had a very good offense last year too but come playoff time come that Packers game Packers did the same thing 6-2 okay and we're going to be prepared for all your offensive play calls so Jared Goff beat us and he couldn't and that's, I think, the world we have with Baker Mayfield. I think Baker Mayfield's more athletically gifted than Goff. But uh, I think mentally they're very similar quarterbacks. I think tendency-wise and ability-wise are also very, very similar quarterbacks. Um, oh, absolutely. 
But you, you look at that and you're just like, okay, I, I know defenses and game plans are done way in advance. It's not just a on-the-fly thing, you know. That's the way I think fans look at it, but, you know, the, the coaches have, you know, the entire season, for the most part, planned out. They just make tweaks and adjustments. But uh, if I'm every defensive coordinator facing the Browns, I'm incorporating some version of this 6-2 front and being like, Baker beat us. Because oh. the, that's because there's, no, there's nothing to show that he is capable of doing that. I mean, yeah, you look at his numbers, like, oh, yeah, he completed 18 of 29 for 234, like, 57 yards came on that Hail Mary, okay? And that was a complete luck play, and there was bad defense from Arizona, okay? Let's let's just call it what it is. Right, and to be fair, uh, what was uh, the DPJ caught that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good catch by DPJ. He actually was able to create space. Like, I thought DPJ played well yesterday, actually. Um, but, but... The one thing that's going to happen that didn't happen for the Rams, like, you know, the Rams had Cooper Cup, but Jarvis Landry will be able to break that 6-2 defense more than uh, Goff had in Los Angeles. And I think what that's going to do is give a false sense of security. It'll be like the Rams last year, actually, where, like, Cooper Cup was healthy and Mm -hmm. they kind of had that whole crew. Like, that's what it'll be like with Jarvis, where I think – the Browns are going to play teams like the Lions, right, where Baker's going to look good. If he's healthy, he'll look good enough because he has Jarvis to bail him out. Come the playoffs, when other teams know all of our play calls, it's much more difficult for a receiver to bail out their quarterback. I mean, you're right there. And um, I'll just – I'll say it. I don't know if you're if, if you are, are agree. I think uh, – I think playoffs is a bit optimistic right now for the way this team's played uh, and for all the injuries they have. Because I, I would say more injuries. I don't. I'm not. I, I actually am not terribly worried about how they're playing. Just because, like I said going into the year, I thought we were going to be three and three at this point, and we're three and three at this point. Um, I, I just I think that I am the injuries scare me. But again, like I I keep looking at the rest of the schedule and like assuming, and I know it's an assumption, but assuming in the next, so we lose against the Broncos and then 10 days. In that 10 days, if Jarvis and Chubb come back, I am really not terribly concerned about the ability of this team to make the playoffs. Um, I mean, Cardinals, I think, are the best team in the NFL right now. They're a really good team, but my concern is 100% based on the quarterbacks. If you don't have a quarterback, you're not going anywhere. I mean, we didn't have a quarterback last year, though. Like, that's what they're going to – like, I don't think Stavansky has a choice, right? I think they have to go to the stupid offense that they ran last year. They they it worked last year. Like, it worked last year. That offense requires Nick Chubb to be healthy. Um, It does. but, But assuming Nick Chubb is healthy, I'm not worried about the ability of this team to make the playoffs. I think what will happen in the playoffs is not dissimilar to happen against Kansas City last year, where just Baker can't handle it. What I will say, the one thing I am concerned about is Joe Woods. Um, Good Lord, this defense stinks. Well, the problem is not from a talent standpoint. Like, yeah, the defensive tackle you and I were saying was going to be a problem all offseason. Surprise, surprise, it's a problem. But, like, the defense actually has talent on it. Like, it's a talented unit, and they're not playing well, which is, like, raising alarm bells because that means it's a coverage thing. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I'm sorry, I don't buy John Johnson, who's been one of the three best safeties in the NFL the past three years, all of a sudden is ass. Yeah, I don't I don't but buy I don't that buy, either. I don't I don't buy that. Right? I don't buy the JOK who had like some craziest absurd amount of tackles and a pass deflection yesterday. It's having no impact on the ability for a defense to win a game. Yeah, and now the Browns going to be without him for a considerable amount of time. So yeah, and that's not going to be good. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, but 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 you hear my point? Like I, that to me is what's scary is that I, it, Joe Woods not adjusted that defense at all, and like it was working against bad offenses. And I was even a little more optimistic than I probably should have been mm-hmm. because it was like, well, maybe the guys have just kind of figured out how to run this scheme. But it's a super complex scheme, and they haven't figured it out yet. That's, like, to be expected. But there's no, like, alternate, right? Like, like Woods doesn't have a dumbed-down version of this defense because it's actually, like, it's in its core, a pretty dumbed-down defense. It just mm-hmm. it works really well if you have a really talented defense that's really experienced playing together. Yeah, and it's, it's just incredibly frustrating because it just seems like, they spent all this time, all this money, all this draft capital on improving the defense, and they're, like, just as bad as last year. And it's... You don't have, you know, the Sandejos out there. You don't have the Carl Joseph, the Kevin Johnson. They actually have good players out there. They're just... It's it's a failure in execution. It's a failure in play calling. It's a failure across the board, honestly. But but here's the problem, too. It's not like offense, right, where you can fire the offensive coordinator, you bring in a new guy who can maybe, like, do a little bit different and right the ship. You can't do that on defense. You can't, you're right. This unit is trained for months and months to play this specific defense. You can't come in and be like, okay, guys, now that we uh, practice zone that many months, we're going to go to man zone or, like, uh, cover to man, right? So. You can't do that. You can't. You're right. We're stuck with this defense for the year. Everybody's like, oh, fire Joe Woods. Like, I don't – honestly, I, I'm not in the fire Joe Woods boat right now because I don't think it's going to do anything. Like, I'd rather at least try to keep the consistency and then you definitely fire him this offseason. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have to ride it out with him, unfortunately, um, and that stinks. Yeah. But the, the, the concerns I had about the defense, you know – I was concerned after week one. I was concerned. I was... I wouldn't say concerned. I was saying... Be careful with what you see numbers-wise from this defense because we played the Texans, Bears, and Vikings. And they're not elite offensive units by any means. And sure, yeah, they shut them down, but... Shutting down a Matt Nagy offense isn't an accomplishment. I'm sorry. Um, the only one I was excited about was the Vikings. And ironically, Woods gave the NFL the way to beat that offense, which is quarters coverage, evidently. <laughs> um, but, you know, the the one thing I'll say is, you know, it's, just, it's, it's Kirk Cousins. We know who Kirk Cousins is. He's due for a stinker. So, well, yeah, I mean, the other thing about that Vikings offense is, like, what we've realized is, like, they don't have a zone break. On that, like Justin Jefferson's great. He's not a zone breaker. You're right. Um, and Thielen, like this is where I, I, I think Adam Thielen is great. I think he does things better than Jarvis Landry. Mm-hmm. Adam Thielen isn't a zone breaker like Jarvis Landry is. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and they just don't have that player. So, ironically enough, Woods gave the league the way to beat that offense. Which but, is insane. And but just I, insanity. I, that, what, that is, yeah, I think that has less to do with Woods and more to do with circumstance. Yeah. But um, it, that, it's the, that, that happens. So, but that was it. That was the only one. I was like, okay, maybe this defense is better than I thought. Um, and then they give up 82 points over the last eight quarters, and it's like, oh, there it is. Well, here's what bugs me, though. Again, like, I, I hear, like, it's a failure in execution, and I hear your point. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I just don't buy that, like, a defense with one of the three best safeties in the league the past three years, with JOK, who's defensive rookie, or was defensive rookie of the year until he got hurt, mm-hmm. um, with Miles Garrett even coming off COVID, and I, like... I made this point at Browns backers and people are like, Oh, he leads the league in sacks. Like, I'm sorry. Like if you watch miles Garrett and think he is anywhere close to the player he was last year, you're full of shit. Like he's not like, he's Has not he the gotten, same guy anymore. Was he got like one sack since the, the four and a half sack game against the bears? Yes. I, I, I yes, I, I believe that is true. <laughs> um, but, but like, even like Denzel Ward, right, who's this great man coverage corner. Greg Newsom was having a great rookie year. Like, I don't buy that like all these guys are having individually great years. The defense sucks. And that is somehow like just the fault of the players. Yeah. Like um, I'm sorry, at this point, that's Joe Woods. It, it is. Uh by the way, Miles Garrett has two and a half sacks, apparently. Two and a half sacks that I don't remember. Um Since but, the Bears game, uh, yeah, a half a sack in the uh, the Vikings game, one sack yeah. in the Chargers, one sack on Sunday. But do you remember those sacks happening at all? Uh, I thought I remember I the, thought yesterday were two half sacks. It, it, it could be wrong about it's, that. It's registered as a full sack on the. Okay, it, it might be it might be half sacks. I'm just I'm looking. No, at no, the, it's about, yeah, 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 no, I you're yeah, I'm sure that's right, but um, yeah, like. It's not even just about the sacks, like, and it is like that. That is big, and I'm not like. Listen, to his credit, <laughs> he can't control his plays. He leads the league in sacks, but like, they're not. It was so. Do you remember last year, like when he was healthy? It wasn't just getting sacks. It, it was, was strip sacks. sacks. It was strip sacks, and at points where the entire offense was trying to stop him. That's not happening this year, Be- frankly, because of Jadavian Clowney, like, which is great. But, like, it's not. Like, Miles Garrett's hitting a lot more single coverage this year. Mm-hmm. And it – so he's not the same player. Um, You're right. And, I mean, because there, like, there was those game-changing plays where the entire game would just shift and pivot on that one play that Miles would make. We haven't really seen one of those yet. Oh, Miles Garrett last year before he got COVID was having an MVP season. Mm-hmm. Which is insane to think for a defensive end, but yes, you're right. He was. No, he 100% was. And then he got COVID, and I sent you a study this week, right? And mm-hmm. it said, like, they were, it was soccer players, but it's the same idea. Like, nine months after getting COVID, they are, their lungs are still not functioning at the capacity they were. Mm-hmm. Nine months. Like, and I know that's just the course of the study, but, like, I imagine that continues. And, like, there's a lot we don't know about this virus, right? Yeah. But 
I really am like I I don't think Miles will ever be the same player, and it's just it's sad, uh, but it's reality, and the Browns are going to need to figure out how to handle that because mm-hmm. you're not going to get them off your books. No, you're locked in for a minute. So I, I mean, that's a lot of money to be playing a defensive end who. I still think it's still a very good defensive end. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, Miles Garrett's still a beast, but like he is not anywhere close to what he was. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I just I I think that this defense has issues, but it's not the talent, right? Like that's what bugs me this year. It, listen, it, teams are gashing us up the middle, but if that's all they were doing. I would be a lot less frustrated than I am. You're right. Uh, I mean, it, for the past two weeks, we've seen uh, opposing offenses get chunk plays after chunk plays. Um, yep. And a, a lot of that's a, a, a function of what the scheme is. Some of it's uh, just failure in execution, uh, just missing assignments. But it's it's frustrating. Also, what happened to the blitzes from deep? Do you remember two weeks ago after the uh, Vikings game? Mm-hmm. You and I were like, these blitzes from deep are awesome. And then, like, Joe Woods is like, yeah, you know what wasn't working? The blitzes from deep, and I'm never going to run them again. <laughs> I don't. Because he hasn't run them the past two games. I say I don't remember seeing any, so. He hasn't run them the past two games. Like, I've been paying active attention, like, especially the Chargers game, because I watched that on replay. They have not run that play. Yeah, uh, not not great. Uh, it's not great when the the more effective uh, version of your blitz is not working. Uh, I, I saw they blitzed at a higher rate than they had all season uh, yesterday, yeah. but there's blitzing and there's effective blitzing. Apparently, they chose uh, to go with the non-effective version of blitzing. Um, well, like the the way those blitzes from deep in this defense work a lot like the play action mm-hmm. in our offense, right? Because like you expect quarters coverage every time. And, like, yeah, if they send a sixth guy, fifth or sixth guy, right, you can still cover to block him if he's, like, a linebacker. Mm-hmm. But if it's coming from the deep safety, you can, there's no way to call that. Right? Like, that, de- that deep safety is coming in unblocked. And we just stopped running that play. Like, I don't get it. Uh, we and as much as like I I th- I can feel I don't think Stefanski had his best game of the year this weekend. Don't get me wrong. Um, no, I would not. I would not say Stefanski was good against Arizona. Uh, I, um, I I wouldn't either. I, I was very confused with the offensive scheme right out of the gate. Um, yeah. Like I get that they're running six two, and they were probably expecting six two, um, or something aggressive, but. It was not a not a great offensive game. Um, no. And, well, and I mean, like, some of the plays I don't think were his fault, right? Like, there were so many times OBJ was wide open, right? Like, go figure where Baker just didn't throw him the ball. Um, yeah, so I don't think it was all. I don't think it was all Stefanski's fault. But, like, there's – got to have, like, some – I mean – 
people at the Browns backers, I was at, were like, where's David Njoku? It's like, David Njoku had a once-in-a-lifetime game against the Chargers. Let's, like, stop, like, where's David mm-hmm. Njoku? Yeah. Like, David Njoku was playing. He just wasn't getting the ball because he's not that good. But, um, like, there's got to be, like, more end of rounds. Just make them suffer because they're playing the 6-2. Yeah, it looked like uh, I, I saw a, a clip that got posted uh, from Jake Burns showing um, the one play where it was the toss to, to Hunt, where it looked like it was supposed to be a, a, a toss back to Beckham, but he kept it, where Beckham yeah. had nothing but green grass in front of him. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know what's going on. I. The, I, I mean, people are like, oh, well, we're going to lose on Thursday because Baker can't play. Like, I think we're going to lose on Thursday, but it's not because Baker oh, can't no. play. Oh, uh, no. No, it's, it's uh, not going to be. I think a healthy version of this offense with Case Keenum blows past the Broncos. I would agree. Um, I, 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 I have Case to agree. I Keenum's that great, but, like, I don't think Case Keenum is a very significant step down from Baker Mayfield at this point. I don't. Um, it, yeah. Th- they may be interchangeable. To be completely honest with you, they're more interchangeable than people want to admit. At this point, at this they, they point, really are. Uh, I, Case Keenum won't miss wide open Odell Beckham. Now, Case Keenum won't make the six-yard throw that Baker made, right? No, but, like, like that hail mary doesn't happen. But he right. at least throws a, a ball that's uh, to a wide open Odell Beckham. He at least has a ball that's in the catchable variety. To an Odell Beckham, like the the misses in the Vikings game a couple weeks ago, yep. He at least gives the gives Beckham a chance, okay. Yeah. And, and giving Beckham a chance is better than no chance. Yep. Uh, and I, I guess this is a good way to kind of I guess segue into the injuries uh, that the the Browns had because they they had a, a couple major ones. Uh, you know, Baker Mayfield uh, shoulder popped out again. He got an MRI. He's going to get a second opinion. Uh, Never a good sign. By it, the way. I say when I when you when you get second opinions because you didn't hear something you liked in the first one. Okay, you didn't get good news the first time, so you listen to someone to tell you something you want to hear. And, yeah, I mean, like what what drives me crazy? There's a few things about what happened yesterday. So first off, like at the Browns Backers, there were some people that were like, "That's my quarterback playing through injury." It's like, yeah, listen, I nobody ever you said this after week one nobody's questioned baker mayfield's toughness he's a tough motherfucker like that dude can deal with pain i'm not like credit where it's due baker mayfield also did not look substantially worse after whatever happened to his shoulder after his shoulder mm-hmm. which goes to show you how bad he was before that injury yeah so, you're right i, I mean he shouldn't be playing. Whatever happened, it be, listen, either that partially torn labrum wasn't as much of an issue as he said it was, or he, or now it's not partial. Now there's just, like, total detachment. I mean, I don't know, but... I mean, he, he you had don't his, know for a second opinion on he, that. He had his arm in a sling in the post-game press conference. Uh, his arm yeah. looked uh, as stiff as it ever could be after that injury. Uh, when he put his helmet back on after it got hurt again, he only used his right hand to buckle his chin strap. Okay. Well, I so I thought something. JJ Watt, the second Baker went down, took his helmet off and called over the medical staff. Mm-hmm. Like the second the play wasn't even over yet, JJ Watt was calling over the medical staff. Yeah. Uh, whatever happened, JJ Watt hurt or felt something. Mm-hmm. You're right. 
like it, he heard or felt something. Something snapped. Something had to. So I, I think it's a, a much more major injury. Yeah. Than I think uh, people want to admit or are letting on. Um. But lo- looking at it's. I don't know how they can play him on Thursday. I I really don't. Um, for his safety, he shouldn't play. Even if he wants to play, they should be. For his safety, he shouldn't play. Like I don't think Baker is the future, but I think Baker has a future in the NFL. And the last thing you want is him compensating for not being able to use a shoulder, and then something happened to his throwing shoulder, right? Because then he doesn't have. Yeah, because that's generally what happens. Uh, it happens to pitchers all the time in baseball is uh, when they have uh, yeah. just uh, like uh, their back hurts a little bit, so they they switch something up in their pitching motion, or maybe their elbows a little bit sore, so they they rely a little bit more uh, on a different part of their arm, and they end up like needing Tommy John. Right. No, it is not like. And if I'm the Browns, even if Baker wants to go. I'm saying, Baker, if you compensate and you get sacked on that throwing shoulder, your career could be done. Like, if as a fan, I hope Baker doesn't play, not because I don't want him to play. Because, again, I still think, like, Baker is probably, like, somewhat better than Keenum. I don't think the impact maybe by as much as Browns fans want to believe. But, like, I think he's about... for his safety, I don't want him out there. You know, for for that and just you know, as an, a you know, a, a human being, you're just looking out for someone yeah, else's well being. Exactly. It's like right, like dude, you you don't belong out there right now. Take take the game off. Take the extra the extra week. Make sure your shoulder feels right. Get your head right because it it, it hasn't been. Right. Also do that. Right. And, I mean, honestly, the, Baker may benefit from a week just watching on the sidelines. Like, that we're losing this game whether Baker plays or not. Yeah, I, I have this. Unless, I have this like, we have up. a bunch of miraculous recoveries. Like, I, I think more likely than not, Odell, JOK, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, Jarvis, Conklin, Wills all don't play. Yeah, so it, I think it's gonna be a rough game on. Thursday. You're throwing out the third team offense. Like I, I we're we're not gonna score. Yeah, that that's I mean, because you you mentioned it right now, Kareem Hunt. Uh, he's gonna be out for possibly four to six weeks with a calf injury. Yeah, yeah. And, and when the injury first happened, when it first got uh, reported as a calf injury, I'm like, oh, I know what that is. That's code for Achilles. It's Achilles. Uh, yeah. Uh, but turns out not an Achilles injury, apparently. So dodged a bullet there. Um. But let's. Uh, can I just say though? Can I? Can we talk about Cream Hunt for a second? Yeah, I was about we have to... some friends on. We have some friends on Twitter that, and I'm not saying Cream Hunt played bad yesterday because I don't think he did. Mm-mm. But we have some friends on Twitter that were saying. Things like, well, actually, because that's, you know, that when, when, well, when a tweet starts with, well, actually, you know, it's ending well. Um, <laughs> Kareem Hunt had a better season than Nick Chubb. And I won't be that much of a downgrade for Browns to go from Nick Chubb to Kareem Hunt. It, there's uh, that. Uh, there's the, 
nar- narrator, it was that much of a downgrade. <laughs> yeah, uh, there was also the fact that uh, someone, uh, a couple people said that maybe they'll open up the offense more without Nick Chubb. Um, well, uh, they opened up the offense. Did you like it? Um, right. <laughs> right. I mean, so, so I'll, I'll say that. Green but... Hunt can't run outside. This was the other thing. And like to give like Stavansky a modicum of credit here. Nick Chubb, or sorry, Nick Chubb. Kareem Hunt can't run outside zone. He doesn't read. Mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt hits the gap. And so I think they were blowing up our play action because they knew we weren't going to run outside zone. Mm-hmm. And it was, to be fair, we didn't. Yeah. So, I, I mean, and again, I don't think Kareem Hunt played bad, but the running game was clearly worse. And Yes, part of that was six two, but like, guess what? You it, you run outside zone ten times. One of those ten times, the running back, if they read correctly, will be able to bounce to the outside and bounce against six two is a touchdown. Yep, every time. And yeah, so they could not have done the six two if Nick Chubb were healthy. No, they wouldn't have because they they knew that there was the possibility of it getting bounced outside. There was the possibility right, for exactly. the you know the home run hitter. Right, and like again, the, what makes Nick Chubb so deadly is Nick Chubb is willing to get hit behind the line of scrimmage, scrimmage turn it into a one-two yard gain mm-hmm. from trying to bounce to the outside, because he knows eventually he's gonna hit it, and it's not ever the wrong read. Like he does it when it's the right read. It's just even when it's the right read, if you have to bounce to the outside, it's a low percentage shot. Yeah. Um. But but like with Nick Chubb that low percentage shot is a hell of a lot higher than it is for a cream hunt. 100%. Um, and we couldn't do that, which meant they played six, two all day long. Um, so, I mean, I think that I, you and I have been saying this for a long time now. I think Nick Chubb is way more valuable to this offense than people give him credit for. Like, I think there's an argument. Nick Chubb is as valuable, if not more to this offense is Derrick Henry is to the Titans. Uh, I, I would say I'm with you there. I, I really am. You know, I, I have uh, Monday Night Football on here, and uh, yep. Derrick, you know, Derrick Henry just casually ripped off a 75-yard run for a touchdown earlier, so, you know. He's a beast. He's the, a beast. The dude's incredible. Um, He's incredible. But there, there was a drop-off in, in performance for the Browns without Nick Chubb. Uh, I, I pointed out that it was likely going to happen again. Uh, and it did, yep. you know, surprise, <laughs> but you know, that's where yep. we are. Um, g- continuing to go down the injury list. Odo Beckham had a injury with his shoulder, but Odell re- was outstanding. And he yeah, returned by the way. Uh, yeah. Even, even with the poor quarterback play, I was going to be generous, but I decided not to be, uh, Poor quarterback play. He still was uh, incredible, um, and that's even with passes already thrown to him. He was open like the entire game. You know, honestly, I'm getting to the point is, is if the Browns are going to have Baker start for them next year, I hope they trade Odell to a team where he can go win because he deserves it. Yeah. And uh, oh, real quick, uh, the the play that everyone got mad at Odell over the quote unquote drop. Uh, I saw it in real time and, and said that that was a great play by the defender that really wasn't on Odell. 
and uh, I got some responses. So I deleted it because I'm like, okay, I don't like where this is going. I, I rewinded the game. I rewatched it. I recorded it. I'm like, motherfucker, I knew I was right because I, I got a close-up view. I, I, I tweeted it. I'm like, should trust in my eyes. It, it was a fantastic yeah. play by Robert Alford. Right. Yeah. Listen, you know, it's funny. With football, there's two teams that are playing. And like, just like your defense can make good plays, so can the other team's defense. Mm-hmm. And Robert Alford made a fucking phenomenal play. It's phenomenal. Like, it was good. I, I, there's nobody to blame. It's a great defensive play. Like, would it be nice if Beckham caught that? Yeah, sure. Okay. But that wasn't going to happen. Right. I mean, people made the point. And I actually think this is correct. Like, Jarvis probably does catch that. But there's a reason for that, right? Which is Jarvis can make his body really small. Like, he's really good at that. And then can just, like, hold the ball in. And Odell's just, like, a bigger-framed guy. Like, he's just not going to be able to do that. And Robert Alford read that and made a great play. Yeah, so, you know, kudos to to Robert Alford on that great play. Um, But, man, watching that entire game, Odell was open on just about every play. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, I can't remember a time where... I, there were so many plays where it was like, what? I I, I don't I don't know what was going on. I it, I, you know, for a while I was like, oh, it was it's both their fault. That was last year. Um, but I also last year was like, yeah, it's both their faults. But Baker's definitely missing this guy. Um, and then this year, I was like, well, it's definitely Baker's fault, but. I'm optimistic. I don't think there's a conspiracy theory or anything going on. I am full down. I don't think Baker's throwing to him. And I don't know why. I don't know what's going on. I think Baker is not throwing him the ball. You're right. Uh, you know, I sent you a screenshot or I sent you a tweet of a, something I, sh- I quote tweeted and sent it to you. It's like he's not even looking at him. Yep. Like he's just immediately dismissing Odell's routes on every every play. Yeah, and I don't know if it's, like, residual from when he was forcing him the ball a few years ago. Um, I don't know if – because I think they like each other personally. Like, all the reports seem to suggest, like, they're good – they're friends with each other. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't think it's a personal issue. I don't know what it is. I don't know if Baker feels like the better plays are when Odell acts as a decoy. But, like, to act as a decoy, you need somebody to cover you. Odell's getting open. He's open he's all the, the time. Coverage. He's beating the coverage. Like, uh, because he's not going to put up big numbers, people aren't going to realize just how incredible he's been this year. Like, if I'm Odell and I'm playing this well, at some point in the next week or two, I'm demanding the trade. Yeah. I mean, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't blame him if he did. Like, and you know what? The Browns will get a third-round pick for him. Oh, you think they get that much? Yeah, maybe not. I mean, maybe they go for less. Uh, uh, I I think that I don't think NFL teams are stupid. I think there would be some team like the 49ers or the Rams that could use them that will throw in the third because they'll they'll probably outbid everybody else. 
I mean, if I had um, to, if I had to peg his value on the trade market right now, I'd put it like a fifth. I mean, you, you look at the, the. I mean, whatever. Te- yeah, I mean, fair. Whatever team gets him for a fifth round pick is going to make us look like fucking idiots. Yeah, it, it's it's the Randy Moss to New England trade all over again. Yeah. Okay, but yeah. you you exactly. look at that. You you. you Odell's owed a lot of money. It comes off the books, uh, dead cap wise next year, uh, but he still has a pretty high salary figure this year. Uh, he hasn't shown he has been necessarily. He hasn't produced in the numbers department, and he's had a, an issue with staying healthy. Okay, so that all drives down his value. So that's why I said like a fifth. Yeah, fair, fair. Talent, talent wise, talent wise, first round. Performance wise, uh, performance wise, that that much. Uh, best case scenario, definitely a, a third rounder. But I, I honestly would peg him at a, a fifth. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, like, I feel like if I'm, yeah, that's fair. Like, if I'm a coaching staff in the front office, I am doing right now, as we speak, as much research as possible to figure out what's going on. I am interviewing guys that were on the Browns offense that are no longer there. I am interviewing old Browns coaches. I am interviewing everybody to figure out what the hell is going on. Nobody can figure this out. I mean, we see daily segments on every uh, version of sports media, whether it's radio, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a TV show, talking about why isn't this working? Why isn't this working? I, I, I... it's a it's a Baker problem for me, honestly. That's what it is. It's the only thing right. I can explain. But so so I agree. But my question is, why is Baker then throwing to Donovan Peoples Jones and not Odell? And I I don't know what it is. I guarantee you, there's somebody that played for the Browns that no longer does that does know. Right? Like these guys play together. Like th- there's probably plenty of people that are being tight lipped that know. Right, because like you're not going to gossip about what's going on as a player, uh, not in the NFL. But if your coaching staff says, "Hey, we have a chance to get Odell for a really good deal," why was he not putting up numbers in Cleveland? And I want to figure that out. But some team will, and they'll get Odell for. I think. I mean. I could be wrong, right? This could be an Odell problem. I don't think it is, but it could be. Uh, if it's not, if it is a Baker problem, like you and I think it is, whatever team gets him for a third is walking away with this deal. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like even for a third, they're walking away with this deal. I mean, really, getting like anything, uh, you know, whatever they give up, it's first of all, it's not going to be you know what he's actually worth, so. Anything that right. would acquire Odell would be getting a steal. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Odell is... Like, DeAndre Hopkins played great against us yesterday. And you, I saw that come I from a mile away. I don't think he's substantially better than Odell Beckham. He's been healthier. And he's put up better numbers. But I don't know how much better he is. I'm not sure. Um, I would say the one thing that he probably has going for him is he's probably played with uh, 
one of the worst groups of quarterbacks in NFL history and still produced. Yeah. Yep. Fair. You, you look at guys like Brock Osweiler, Tom Savage, Case Keenum. Yep, fair. That's just literally scratching the surface of... I mean, because... to be fair, Odell did with Daniel Jones, too. But no, I Andy Lyme Henning, but I hear your point. I hear your point. You're right. Did... He, he, oh, he Odell did didn't play with Daniel new... Jones. I thought they overlapped for a year. No, oh. Daniel Jones was taking a year after Baker. Okay, fair. Yeah, fair. You're right. You're right. So, but so Odell played with Eli Manning. Um, and uh, one, I think one and, game with Geno Smith. <laughs> yeah, but like I, I, I hear your point, right? Odell is not produced with Baker. Um, yeah. For whatever reason he hasn't. So you're right. You're right. Fair point. So but you know, still, I'll, I'll give. I still think he's in that. He's in that stratosphere. It, it, he is. He is. And <clears throat> but. As far as, I guess, uh, this week goes, uh, uh, apparently 37% of the active roster is on today's estimated injury report. Jesus fucking Christ. Have you seen the estimated injury report? It's long. No, but I, yeah, I, this is like a therapy Monday, man. Um, (laughs) It's it's long, I mean. You're thirty-seven percent of the roster is on is on the is on that. So that's we better not hope for COVID, otherwise we're gonna have to forfeit. Uh, and we just played a team that had a COVID Cardinal. outbreak. So uh, yeah, I know. no, I know. I I did not mean that like facetiously. Like we better fucking hope that they did not have anybody playing that ha- was contagious that had COVID. Yeah, but that's, they didn't know. That's something to monitor in the next couple of days or so. Um. Because the Browns will have to forfeit. I think there isn't the rule if you're missing over fifty percent of your active roster, you have to forfeit. I don't. I don't know the rule specifically. That sounds right. I would have to double check. Um, yeah, I know they added something this year. But you know, looking at outside of that, looking at this, uh, the Browns are hurting in a bad way in the injury department. Yeah, they um, are. It's it's not an excuse for why things haven't worked out. It, it it's more of a reason why certain things have not worked. But it plays a role. But still, you you would think that there'd be some sort of I don't know flashes of what you want to see, but there's been like none of those. Right. You know, you look at just, what, the highlight of the game for the Browns yesterday was the Hail Mary, right? Yep. Yep. And that was a play that took advantage of bad defense. It was a lucky play that took advantage of bad defense. And, you know, you look at, they just showed the the Baker lowlights on the screen again. Um, But you, you look at him, he's, Baker's not playing well. Uh, you have no idea if Nick Chubb's going to play. Uh, the early assumptions from some of the uh, the beat reporters around town don't think that Wills or Conklin plays this week again either. Oh, I don't think he does. And then that's before getting to Beckham, Landry, and 
anyone who has any bumps or bruises on the defensive side of the ball. So. Oh, oh no, we're going to get our butts handed to us. Like, like, you know, like, you know, every once in a while, like an NBA team, like fields, a a, a team and they have like seven players. That, that's what yeah. it's going to feel like on Thursday. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, I really, there is part of me that may not even watch the game. Like I'm going to, but I'm not going to want to. It's going to be bad. I mean, my, my plan is pretty much, uh, I'm going to watch the game. Uh, and if it gets out of hand, uh, early, I'm not going to hate myself for calling it an early night. Uh, That's how I feel. Uh, but I, I will have it recorded to watch it just in case. Um, yep, yep. That's always my plan. I record it, every game. If it if there's a if it gets really ugly, which um, it's a very real possibility. I bet. All right, I'll uh, I'll check this tomorrow morning and fast forward through commercials and. Yep. Uh, the only thing the Browns have going for them is Denver doesn't have a quarterback either. So that's the only reason why this game could be competitive. Um, because yeah, we look at the I mean, this game could be one of these like awful like. Do you remember the uh, it was Cleveland versus Buffalo? Yes, it was like 2007, I think. Uh, it, was, it was it was like, 08. It was like nine to six was the final or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was awful. It was just like the worst. Uh, I think that's very much what Thursday can look like. Uh, I remember that game. Me and my dad watched that game. That was also a Thursday night game, I believe. Uh, we went to a Buffalo Wild Wings, watched that thing from start to finish. It was terrible. Sounds about right. Yeah. It, it was so bad. Uh, let's see. It wasn't 08 because I just looked at it. Was a, I think it was 07. It was a, Derek Anderson was the quarterback. Okay, I'm, I'm pulling it up. And I remember it was a giant snowstorm. Oh, 8 to nothing. That's what it was. Eight to, oh, eight to nothing. Eight yeah. to nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a safety and two field goals. Uh, oh, that was such Jesus. a bad game. That that was an all time terrible game. I that thought they like beat. I thought they beat Buffalo once, like in a similar score. Um, yeah, I thought so too. I, I'm scrolling through there. Yeah. Oh, they were six to three, October eleventh, two thousand nine. Yeah. 2009. Oh, right. Right. Because Derek Anderson had like the mini comeback. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, jeez. Jeez. Oh, that, yeah. 2009, uh, six to three. Was that Anderson or was that Quinn? Uh, I'll tell you in two seconds. Um, what is it like, Colt McCoy? No, that was too soon for Colt. Who, by the way, is the Cardinals' fucking backup quarterback? Uh, yeah. Browns can draft quarterback. Oh, here, here we they go. They can draft starter. <laughs> uh, the, the Browns won despite Derek Anderson going two of seventeen for twenty-three yards. Yep. yep. Setting a record for lowest completion percentage in a win since the merger. <laughs> oh man, Ugh. that's a Browns stat. That's. And you know what's crazy? I think uh, Case Keenum or Teddy Bridgewater may, may could conceivably break that stat at some point. Um, uh, maybe I, I don't have I'm not like a big uh, you know touchdown Teddy fan, but uh, the Browns defense has not been good enough uh, this season. Yeah, no, that, no. that I think it's possible yeah, for him. Bridge- Case Keenum, on the other hand. Uh, I'd say it's more likely for him to do that, 
but y- you never know. Um, uh, that it's going to be so bad. It's going to be a rough I, watch. I don't know how we're going to score. Like, honestly, I'm saying, Demetric Felton, can you run the Wildcat? Hey, give me some Wildcat. <laughs> Again, like, I don't know that, like, this is nothing about Case Keenum. I don't know with this offensive group, like, given Savanthi's going to need to call the game of his life. I mean, the the thing is that you, you know we watch this game, we've watched this team all season now. Um, the the only way they're really scoring points is by like dink and dunk. It's it's check down passes. It's right. Um, and the running game. And, and the running game, but you know what? We what, don't have. If Nick Chubb's without, not out there, we don't have a running game. Without Chubb and Hunt, there's no running game, right? And, and so. It's only, it's not sustainable. You could do it like once or twice a game, maybe, but the entire game, it's not an option. No. And and that's what we've seen the past couple weeks. Is, is it's been trying to sustain uh, this dink and dunk check down passing game over the course of sixty minutes, and the the bottom falls out. Yep. It, it, it's just yeah. Oh, and by the way, we saw another. Uh, case of checkdown passes at a two minute situation uh yesterday oh, me crazy and that was what that was the... going into halftime not even at the end of the game but yikes i will say baker's cheeky when they thought that um baker was going to spike the ball and then said he threw it for a four-yard gain i was dying that was so funny to me Right before the Hail Mary. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was cheeky as shit. And you know the Browns have been saving that. And I also kind of feel the Browns are like, damn it, Baker, why did you do that now? Like, that was like a week 17 play. That's that was, a, that was, yeah. It's something you save for. Seven play. Uh, yeah, it's that, that a, a week seven play when your shoulder's busted, everyone's playing like shit, and you were down at one point 17 to nothing. That's not the right. time to bust out that play. This is the. Right. This is uh, week seventeen. This is first round of the playoffs. You need a uh, something to just get in the other team's heads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You run that cheeky shit. Now everybody's gonna know. Yeah, you can't run that again. It's over. You can't do that no, again. No, you can't do it. No, that that play is gone. You might as well get rid of that from your playbook because you're never gonna get get it right again. And you better not try it because if you do, you're going to get killed. It, you're like, either, either going to throw a pick, it's going to get knocked down, or they're just going to be like 100% all over from start to finish. Like, it's not going to yep, work. Exactly. Yep. So, yep. Uh, before we uh, end things up here, I'm just going to take a look at what the uh, the lines are here. Uh, Browns favored by 3.5 over under 42.5. Oh, again, what is it with the Browns being... I told everybody, like, if I had a thousand three dollars to spend, I would have bet the Cardinals mm-hmm. last week, and I would have been right. I don't three and a half. Run with that to the bank, Denver. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. Run with Denver to the bank. I oh man, uh, forty two and a half is Denver a, is a, is a pretty low over under. By the way, uh, yeah. I it is the it is tied with. Uh, who was it? I just scrolled past. It's tied with the Jets and Patriots for the lowest over/under of the week. Okay, and those two teams have a combined three and eight record. Yeah, 
I mean, I, I, I mean, if you give me Broncos favored by ten, that would be a tough bet for me. And I still like if you had a gun to my head, I still probably would have taken the Broncos. It's gonna be a tough one. Um... I, I have no doubt that the Broncos win this game. I know it sounds pessimistic. Again, I think the Browns are still making the playoffs this year. I, I, I think I, am... they're, I, I, I have no world in which I see them able to beat this Broncos team with this this many injuries. I I don't know about playoffs right now because what I'm I'm looking at. I see a team that's not playing well on either side of the ball. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, see... again, I I really thought nothing I saw in this Arizona game changes my opinion of anything that's been happening this season. And so, if I was saying playoffs before the Arizona game, this didn't change anything. Um, and that's kind of how I feel. Like, it, I it's a. It was a bad matchup. The Browns didn't mm-hmm. have their best player. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. Again, I thought we'd be 3-3 three and three at this point. I did not think the wins would look as mediocre as they did. Um, I also, like, I don't know. Like, none of the three – I predicted the Browns lose the three games they lost. Like, the, the, to this point, the schedule is not difficult. Mm-hmm. To predict, I think it starts getting more difficult after the Broncos game, which I think we will lose. Yeah, it does. You're right. And what I'm looking at is, I'm looking at from perspective is, I I wasn't expecting the the Browns' offense to pick up or improve upon what they showed at the end of last season, but I was at least hoping for something slightly resembling it, and we really haven't seen it. And so th- yeah. that's that's where my concern lies at offensively. Defense, it's just a complete disaster. Um, yeah. But, you know, offensively, they, they, they look worse. Um, there are no chunk plays. Um, yeah. Well, the problem is they're calling plays that could be chunk plays. Oh, it's not a play calling issue for the most part. No. It, this, is a, this is Baker isn't, like, I don't know what's going on. I... I that to me is the issue is Baker. It is, and, and so that that's um, that's where my uh, where I'm less uh, optimistic about playoff chances right now, just because of that. Yeah, it, you, yeah you, you, we've we've played three playoff teams so far. We've lost all three. Uh, the they all have one thing in common: when they needed a chunk play, they just were like, "Let's get a chunk play." Although, to be honest. I don't know that Chargers and Chiefs are both playoff teams at this point. I think they should be. I think they will be. But, like, Chiefs do not have the record you'd want them to have. You're right about that, but I, I, no, I agree with I, I'm, not, I'm not doubting the my Chiefs like, until the season's over. My point is it, it is not better than it looks right now. Yeah. If anything, it's worse, right? Because you, you say we played three playoff teams. Well, maybe – Maybe we've only played two. Maybe we've played three, and the third one's like Minnesota. Um, or Houston. <laughs> Look, have you seen the AFC South record? I think Houston's tied for first in that division. Oh, my God. I have to check this now because that would be absolutely laughable. It was. Uh, did you see they cut Whitney Merciless today? I did. I did. Ugh. 
Oh, man. Uh, let me see. Sorry. Uh, no, they're 1-5. <laughs> Oh okay, never mind. <laughs> they're they're one and five. They're tied with the Jaguars for last. The the Titans are three and two. Okay. And they lead the division. Colts are two and four. But uh, yeah, okay. The the Browns three and three. Tied for third, which is last in the AFC North currently. Who are they? Oh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Um, now I'm curious. Points allowed. Okay, not not the most. We got saved by like a, a couple of those games, the the Vikings and Bears game. Yeah. Still tenth most in points allowed. It looks like. Okay. I hate points allowed as a stat. I do too, fair. but it's, it, it's. I know, I know. It's easy to see, and it it tells you something. I, somehow we have a positive point differential. I don't know how the hell that's possible. Um. The Bears game. That's it's that's it. It's the Bears game. Yeah, it's the Bears game. Well, in both of our uh, so outside of the Cardinals loss, the other two losses were very close points wise. Yeah. Um. So I, I I that one doesn't surprise me as much. It just you, you, you watch you, you watch the the Browns play defense and and if someone told you this team has a positive point differential, I'd be like, you're a liar. You yeah, <laughs> you did not expect that. So no, it's fair. Uh, so, yeah. Well, I, we'll see what happens. I listen. Maybe they surprise us, but I, I really, the, it's I, like, I think they're too banged up this week. Yeah, I, I think they're too banged up. And again, I don't think the Broncos are necessarily a good team, but I think there's a lot more talent on that team than people think because of how bad their quarterback play has been. Uh, well, there's that, and we they're, relate. They're, they're. They're healthier than the Browns are right now. Oh, uh, by far. Injuries take a toll, especially when they're injuries to your your starters, your key starters. Okay. Honestly, maybe the Browns should announce a COVID outbreak, even if they don't actually have one, just so their team gets another bye week. Like, the entire team can just rest for a week. <sighs> Man. It, honestly, if, if this is a... A way to approach this maybe is just be like, this is the fourth game of the preseason when they still had those, and be like, we're not playing anyone of consequence. Yep, time to bring... Hey, you know who it is? It's time to sign Olivier Vernon. We're getting near to that time. We're getting near to that. By the way, if like in three weeks the Browns are still having injury issues, they better fucking sign Olivier Vernon. Because at some point, it's like, what does it even cost you? It would cost it wouldn't cost you anything. It doesn't cost you anything. The guy at least knows the defense, and if he's fifty percent of the player he was last year, he's your third best defensive end on the roster. <sighs> Olivier Vernon at fifty percent is better than Tack McKinley. Oh, he is one hundred percent. Tack McKinley's been garbage this year. Um, but his pass rush win rate—I don't give a fuck about that number. Okay. Um, but you, you you look at. Let me put it to you this way: How many times have you been like? Can you recall? Tech McKinley doing something. He had a player team in the Vikings game. 
but otherwise, yeah, no, I can't. I, I mean, I have a running joke uh, during Browns games when Jadavian Clowney does something. I just tweet Jadavian Clowney did something. Jadavian Clowney's been our best defensive lineman this year. <laughs> Alarming as hell. But, you um, know, it's just, yeah. you, you see him, he's, again, he's a guy whose who's numbers don't correlate to what he does uh, performance-wise. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I still don't think he's particularly a good defensive player, but that's just my opinion. Um, no, he's a fine second defensive end. That's what he is. The problem it, yes. is, like, and he's doing fine in that role. Like, I actually don't have an issue with how he's playing as your second defensive end. Like, it, it, I have no, ironically, I have no issue with how Clowney's played this year. I don't think he's lighting the world on fire. Oh, right? I don't think yeah. we have two all pro defensive ends, but like, like I'm fine with Clowney's play. Like it's whatever. It's not. Yeah. Like, it's not like Vernon last year before he got hurt, right? Where Vernon was. I mean, having like any other year, you talk about Vernon as if he's better, the best defensive end on the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like that, but I mean, Clowney's been fine. It, like Clowney's having more of an impact play to play than Miles Garrett is. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I mean, he just has like that. And again, that's not like that's not saying Clowney's like been amazing. It's just like Miles is like having an impact on like four plays a game. Mm-hmm. It, it, Clowney just provides a certain kind of chaos, muck it all up factor when yeah. what he does, which is it, it can be productive, but it's as a complementary guy of the defense, not a primary guy. And he's always exactly. been, he's always been billed as a primary guy, but he, he never was a primary guy. I do think this season for Clowney, what it may do for him is show teams that's what he is. And then there will be maybe a team that brings him in to be the complementary guy. Uh, and I think that'll be the rest of his career. Yeah. Um, it- yeah, and you know uh, what's kind of funny? Just to uh, take a quick shot at a, a terrible Twitter take from the, earlier this off season, uh, Jadavian Clowney has like basically not lined up at defensive tackle that I can recall. Yeah, although given how bad our defensive tackles are playing, I'm almost kind of starting to feel like it's about like hey, maybe it's worth a shot. <laughs> you're you're right. You're right from that perspective, but. Uh, Oh man, that was a, that was a bad Twitter take. That was a bad take. That was a bad take. Oh, I mean, what was it? It was it was it was it was Clowney as defensive tackle, Tack McKinley and Miles Garrett as defensive. And who's the other defensive tackle? Malik McDowell. McDowell, not Jackson. I mean Malik McDowell. I think I think it might that have been. was literally the one people were saying. Yeah, Malik, they were saying Malik McDowell. It should have been Malik Jackson, but they were saying Malik McDowell. Which Malik McDowell's been fine. Um, eh. he's been fine. He's fine. Like he's it, that's the whole defensive line. Even Miles Garrett, they've all been fine. It's 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 fine. Um, uh, McDowell with a couple of boneheaded plays uh, on Sunday. Yeah, uh, penalty wise, but overall fine. Yeah, he's been fine. Like we just have four defensive linemen that have been fine in their roles. Yeah, so let me get your quick take on, on, on the officiating in the game. Then I guess we'll, we'll wrap it I up with that. I, 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 here's how I'll end it. I don't give a shit. Like, 
It, yeah. You know, if the Browns lost this one by three, I would maybe have more of an issue with the officiating. The Browns got their butts handed to them. It had nothing to do with the officiating. That That's where I'm at. The way I always look at it is, and, and especially with a couple of the penalties, the, the questionable ones, right? So the, the roughing the passer, the unnecessary roughness uh, penalties, both from McDowell. Um, I'll, I'll leave it at this. Don't leave it up to the referee's decision to whether or not you committed the penalty. Don't don't do anything where right. that's a possibility. Well, like, the amount of times you see like a Ram Saints penalty in the NFL, like people talk about the NFL like it's soccer, right? Where like there's a VAR controversy mm-hmm. and that actually determines the game. Right? And like the ref made the, the they they made the, the the they made the wrong call. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't happen in the NFL. Like ever. Yeah, not, too many plays. Yeah, it, it's it's incredible. But you know, it's just I'm not like getting all worked up about this. Just like I wasn't worked up about it last week either. But like, I, I'm sorry. Like the the penalties that were called, they were actual penalties. They're the correct calls. Um, yeah. Uh, looking at the the dumb penalties, don't put yourself in position to get called for a dumb penalty. You know what I mean? Right. And you, like, you don't have to shove Kyler down when he's out of bounds. You don't have to shove him after every pass. Well, and like, here's the other thing. Like, in a game that has so many plays, that has so many moving parts going on, refs are going to make the wrong call. Mm-hmm. At a point, every game, refs are going to make a wrong call. At least once. Like, just statistically, that that's the breaks. Mm-hmm. So, I don't want to hear... Like, that's what costs us the game. I don't want to hear it against the Chargers because the Chargers, our defense played so terrible the entire game. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's not just one call, right? It's not like the Saints-Rams where even though it was a really high-scoring game, both teams were playing their l- lights out. They were playing fantastic. And then the bad call comes at the end. That's not what the Chargers game was like, right? Like, our defense was playing terrible. It was. And our, Their defense was playing terrible. Yeah, and our defense played terrible uh, yesterday, too. Uh, I'll have 8 of right. 15 uh, third-down right. conversions. Because the Cardinals are a better team than the Chargers right now, and they blew us out because of it. Yeah. Uh, we, we made it to the red zone three times. They were in there seven times. Yeah. Oof. I actually thought there was a stretch where the defense did start playing better, like, Toward, like most of the second quarter and the third quarter, the defense actually was fine. They were getting shitty field position. When they were limiting the, the Cardinals to field goals instead of touchdowns? Yeah. I mean, again, it wasn't good. But, like, like the story of the defense, even when the defense was playing quote-unquote good, like, they were fine. Like, it was fine. But you can only do so much with such shitty field position – and then that combined with just terrible coverage at points. Yeah. And terrible, weird schemes. Like, that just did does you in. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm glad we're on the same page as far as, as, far as the, the penalties go. Because yeah. um, that that is getting really old real quick. Uh, oh, yeah. People blaming the refs of the penalties and whatever. <clears throat> you have any uh, final thoughts going into the Broncos game? Uh you, 
I'm hoping that they're as healthy as possible, even though I'm not expecting it. I'm hoping the Browns put up a fight, even though I'm not expecting it. What about you? I think, I mean, yeah, I, the Browns are going to lose. I think Stefanski probably comes out with some sort of creative playbook um, to try, especially early on, to score some points. Um, I think the Browns will end up playing hard because it's a bunch of bubble roster guys. Like, it, they won't win, but I do think the Browns will probably keep it closer for longer than they deserve to. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Browns-Texans game where the Texans like were keeping it close for a while there. Like, I, I think the Browns will probably keep it closer for longer than they deserve to, and then eventually they'll just get beat. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you there. And uh, with, with that, just a quick reminder to everybody. Uh, like, comment, share, subscribe, tell your friends and family. If you don't, it's stealing. Uh, this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, SoundCloud, thisisbelieveone.com, and realbrownsfans.com. Mm-hmm.